Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. So this channel's not normally devoted to letter after letter after letter from the better bishops, but sometimes it just happens that way, where day after day we get a slew of letters. And that's how it's been increasingly in the last few weeks. I've brought you now, for the third week in a row, something from Cardinal Burke. And so this was released to the public. It's a letter that's the introduction to a book that you should go out and buy when it's released. Uh, it's about the state of the church, basically. Um, I'll make sure to put the thumbnail on the screen here for you, or the cover of it anyway, so you can see it for yourself. But this is Cardinal Burke warning about the Synod on Synodality as we get ready to enter into the final phase of it. He does not have much good to say about it, just like Bishop Strickland did not have much good to say about this yesterday himself. And the thing I want you to remember here is this. What are the consequences of Burke speaking about this? What are the consequences of Strickland speaking about this? At this point, I expect Bishop Athanasius Schneider to come out and say something. Vigano has been speaking endlessly about it, and Cardinal Mueller has been strangely quiet lately, mostly because he's been focused on the German Sonata way. But now that that's wrapped up, I half expect to see him speak about the Synod on Synodality as well. What should we expect from all of these letters and public statements being made by the better bishops? Should we expect absolutely nothing, that letters are empty gestures, or are you of the mind that something else should come from this? I'm curious what you have to say, so let me know what you think of that in the comments, please, And uh, as we get into this letter. And if you like content like this, hit like and subscribe. It does help a lot. Anyway, here is Cardinal Burke, warning the faithful about the Synod on Synodality. Dated 16th of June, 2023, on the Feast of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. My heartfelt congratulations on the publication of the Synodal Process is a Pandora's Box, 100 Questions and Answers, which addresses clearly and comprehensively a most serious situation in the Church today. It is a situation which rightly concerns every thoughtful Catholic and persons of goodwill who observe the evident and grave harm which is inflicting upon the mystical body of Christ. We are told that the Church which we profess in communion with our ancestors in the faith from the time of the Apostles to be one holy, Catholic, and apostolic is now to be defined by synodality, a term which has no history in the doctrine of the church, and for which there is no reasonable definition. Synodality and its adjective, synodal, have become slogans behind which a revolution is at work to change radically the church's self-understanding, in accord with a contemporary ideology which denies much of what the church has always taught and practiced. It is not a purely theoretical manner, for the ideology has already for some years been put into practice in the church in Germany, spreading wide confusion and error and their fruit, division, indeed schism, to the great harm of many souls. With the imminent synod on synodality, it is rightly to be feared that the same confusion and error and division will be visited upon the universal church. In fact, it has already begun to happen through the preparation of the synod at the local level. Only the truth of Christ, as it is handed down to us in the unchanging and unchangeable doctrine and discipline of the Church, can address effectively the situation by uncovering the ideology at work, by correcting the deadly confusion and error and division it is propagating, and by inspiring the members of the Church to undertake the true reform which is daily conversion to Christ alive for us in the Church's teaching, her prayer and worship, and her practice of the virtues and disciplines. 
This book, through a series of 100 questions and responses, sheds the light of Christ, the truth of Christ upon the present most worrisome situation of the church. The study of the questions and answers will help sincere Catholics to be Christ's fellow workers in the truth, as all members of the church are called to be, and thus be agents of the renewal of church in our time, faithful to the apostolic tradition. I thank all who work so diligently and excellently to formulate the appropriate questions and to provide authoritative answers. It is my hope that the fruit of their labors will become available to Catholics throughout the world for the building up of the church, as St. Paul teaches us. Rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ. See the letter to the Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. Through the intercession and under the care of the Virgin Mother of our Lord, the Blessed Virgin Mary, whom he has given to us as our mother in the church, may the grave harm which presently threatens the church be averted, so that faithful to our Lord, who alone is our salvation, she may carry out her mission in the world. With deepest fatherly affection and esteem, I am yours devoted in the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Signed, Raymond Leo Cardinal Burke. Did you catch what he said there? He said something incredibly spicy. He said that the synod on synodality is a revolution going on in the church to break her from her apostolic tradition. Where, my friends, is the lie? Again, here's the, here's the, here's the cover of the book. The Snoddle Process is a Pandora's Box, 100 Questions and Answers. You should go out and get a copy of it as soon as you can get your hands on one if you are the kind to read books. And I am certain that there are going to be audiobooks of this available at some point in the future, so keep an eye out for it. In fact, there should be other books available, too, that are worth reading, including Archbishop Gonsfein's book on Benedict XVI and what he had to say in his last days, the book that got him not only sent away from Rome, which is the normal practice, really, from one pope to another, when their predecessor secretary passes, or when the predecessor passes away, the secretary is typically sent out of Rome, that's the normal part. What is not normal is what's happened to him. He has no job in the church. To the point now where he's joking about looking for a job at an employment agency, okay? That's what we're dealing with here. And it is that spirit itself of doing that to a otherwise faithful son of the church in Archbishop Gonsfein is the same spirit at work in the Synod on Synodality, this revolutionary spirit that we see going on. We've been covering it here at Return to Tradition for literally years now. This ongoing debate in the church about whether the church should change her teachings on, that have been the teachings of the church since time immemorial, since the apostles at least, honestly going back to even before the time of Christ, on matters like what we have to call around here the James Martin sin, or the who can be ordained priests in the church, or any number of these other hot-button topics within the church itself. Everything now seems to be up for grabs. And while Francis has himself said that the church cannot embrace sin and other things, it's worth noting here that every single one of the continental documents, the vast majority of the diocese, or the, yeah, the diocesan documents from the synods at the local level, the national documents, all up to the continental ones, and even the instrumentum laboris, all make reference to how the laity are demanding the church change the teachings on the James Martin sin, that we accompany those who identify with those sins. Not those who the sin has been sort of, it's a cross that they carry that they do their very best to resist, and they treat, try to lead lives of sanctity generally quietly, because that's the best way to do it when you deal with something like that in your lives. Not those folks, but the, those folks are 
generally good Catholics like anyone else. Now, we're talking about the Catholics on paper, Catholics, who the sin is, is core to who they are and that they refuse to give it up. And they cite science and tell us that those things, that science and the social sciences are really the determiners of reality and not the magisterium of the church, and that they demand that the church conform to what they consider to be scientific reality. That demand is in virtually every synodal document you've seen from the lowest level to the top level. And much of the synodal participation locally, nationally, internationally, the lady who were brought in just happened most of the time to be the ones invited in anyway, were the ones most likely to support those sins. Odd how that works out, isn't it? There's a very real push going on. It is revolutionary in nature to change the church fundamentally. Why does the church need to change? It doesn't. And I would dare say that these changes, if inflicted, would show that those running the church are not actually in the church. They may run institutions, but they're not in the church. But again, that's a radical statement. The other thing, of course, is, you know, opening ordination up to whomever the world tells us should be ordained, whether they be married men, the very probati, or women, or anyone else, really, that the ordination, despite the fact that our Lord chose men and the church ended the practice of ordaining uh, married men many, many centuries ago for a variety of legitimate reasons, at least in the Latin, right? And in the, and in the East, it's a, pro, it's a practice that is tolerated. That is literally how the, the documents or <laughs> in the church talk about that practice. Despite that, despite the history of it, despite the fact that this has been a practice in the Latin West for long enough now that it is considered part of the big T tradition of the church, people still talk about wanting to change that as if that will change any of the Ted McCarrick problems. It won't. It might actually make them worse. These things are all up for grabs now. Those with the revolutionary spirit aren't hiding what they want to do. They don't care. Many of them probably don't even have the faith. Those are not the ones who are the most dangerous, though. The ones that are the most dangerous are the true believers, who truly believe in the God of surprises, who apparently can change his mind about things, or who apparently taught the apostles so badly and inspired the popes throughout the century so badly that the church needs to change because the church was apparently wrong this whole time. They don't think about the logic and the consequences that are the natural outcome of the things they say when they say things like that. Because if they did, they would either leave the church or realize they were wrong. Because everything they're doing undermines the authority of the church and truly undermines the magisterium of the church. All of our claims of the faith being coherent, they threaten that themselves with their revolutionary spirit. And the consequences of that, of course, it's not just merely philosophy and theology and politics, although all those things are important. It is the salvation of souls that they threaten itself because they teach people wrong things and that people can hold to wrong ideas that they will be accountable for at their particular judgment. And that, my friends, is the real problem here. Souls are, are being lost now because of the activities of these revolutionaries in the church. We live in a time of chaos and upheaval, a time when lack of trust in institutions is at an all-time high. It doesn't matter what institution we're talking about here, whether it's something as fundamentally important to the entire human race, like the church is, or the, your particular country, wherever you're watching this from, your government, or if it's Hollywood or whatever. It doesn't matter. The institutions, no one trusts them anymore. Now, why is that? 
Let me know what you think of all this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't, it does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.